You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey, friends, this is Michael McIntyre. I wanted to have a quick announcement right before this amazing podcast. Listen, we got exciting news. We're going to start this next level experience on October 14th, 15th, and 16th, right here in Dallas, Texas. It starts at 2.30 p.m. on Friday, October 14th, and goes to about 9.30 p.m. Friday night, Saturday morning around 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning, and goes into about 9.30 Saturday night, and then Sunday morning, it starts at 8 o'clock and goes to about 9.30 to 10 o'clock Sunday night. You get to be at all three days. Each day builds on the next. Look, this is for people whose lives are working. It's transformational. It's experiential learning. You get to experience these things. Kind of like when you learn how to ride a bike or drive a car. You got to experience it. Look, this is not a hospital or a fix-you program. This is to take you to the next level, accelerate you out in whatever it is that you're looking for, whether it's your relational, financial, spiritual, or physical. It's a holistic approach. My wife and I have been doing this for a long time, and it's really great. It's intense. It's fun. It's beautiful. It's Holy Spirit. So come join us. Just go to the website at themichaelmcintyre.com and apply. There's no cost up front. At the end, if you felt it was worth something, you can pay it forward, whatever you think it's worth between you and the Lord. So go check it out at themichaelmcintyre.com. It's next level, baby. Are you ready to take it out? I think you are. Thank you for listening and enjoy this podcast. Hey friends, this is the second half of the podcast of Victory Boyd. Last week we had the very first one and it was amazing. This one's really good as well. You're going to enjoy it. This is the second half. And look, if you want to catch the whole thing all together, you can go to our YouTube channel at McIntyre. Have a great week. Enjoy this amazing podcast. Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. So all, so all these people heard your music all over yeah. the world. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, obviously, at some point, somebody took it over to Rock Nation or Jay Z or somebody got. Exactly. And this was this was this was the conduit to that. Yeah. So this was the conduit to this gentleman whose name is James Samuel. He's like he's seals the seal the recording artist his younger brother. No kidding. And That's so cool. Yeah. He's named like either one the top or the or one or number two most influential person in Hollywood. Come on. Um, He's so, this, so, so, so this cat listens to your music. He said, that girl is the next Tracy Chapman. He's British. She's <laughs> the next. It's, she's a superstar. The whole film was for her. Like the whole I love film. it. I love and, the accent, sister. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Really big personality. And he would bring yeah. me out to, me and my dad, he would bring us out to all of these A-list Hollywood parties and yeah. have me sing my original songs at these parties and I love and it. He was the one who connected us to um, Jay Z. He sent a video of me singing in Central Park, um, singing "Feeling Good" uh, to Jay, and Jay, on email, responded immediately. And then the next day, me and my dad were in his office <clears throat> sharing our story. Come on, square. So, so that's kind of the back roads of 
I love that. I, you know, it, and I love it because, you know, we worship a God of suddenly, you know, suddenly your jaw's broken. You've got your arms in a cast and you're struggling. The song gets out in a weird way and people see it. Then suddenly you're sitting in there with Jay-Z and Rock Nation signing a contract. I love it. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the way he operates. That's the kingdom. All right. So, uh, all right. And I, and then, and then what happened? Because because you're out there on you know I'm hearing your music in Starbucks. I'm hearing your music in Lowe's. I mean things are get, going on over there. And then uh, next thing you know, uh, I get a call and said, hey, you know uh, Kanye uh, Victory introduced wants us to come up and because uh, uh, your dad said, hey, you know we're up here hanging out with Kanye and and he wants to get a Christian producer in this process. And so how did all that come about? That was crazy. I mean you know. I mean, you know, yeah. the whole world is crazy, but that's really cool. And so uh, I think this was a time when when Kanye was doing all of the choirs. Is that right? Sunday service choir. Yeah. So tell us, because yeah. did you sing in those choirs? What what what? And you helped write on that album. I just love this whole process. Yeah. Yeah. It's really there's really no I'm going to say the word pithy way of describing how <laughs> You can tell somebody's been through NLA here, can't you? <laughs> Which was such a blessing for me, by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah. So go ahead. So, tell us. So I did the most radical. So I have this theory. I, I have got to go back to my theories. I have this theory that only actions of faith move actions of God. So like, if you're doing a lot of stuff... Uh, that's fine. It'll add up, but you could take an airplane or you could like, you could, you don't have to walk to California from New York. You, right. you, you could do actions of yeah. faith yeah. and then God will do what only he can do. Come on. And, and, and so <clears throat> I made the most radical act of faith in my life, which was to move out on my own. And this was really, really tough because I knew my family was counting on me. And if I make a mistake and my family, cause my family was still singing in the park and I'm like going to all these parties and going to all this stuff. And Your I next know level. your next level, baby. Yeah, exactly. And I, I knew I had, to, you know, my dad managed me knowing that, you know, there's a harvest that we all worked for yeah. that somehow is being concentrated in victory and we need to make sure that we disperse this for for the whole family so sure. that you know so <clears throat> basically it was really really tough because i'm 24 years old and i'm still living at home and <laughs> you know and my dad and i gotta ask my dad for permission and everything um uh but i i felt god was gave me everything i needed for this next stage in life and i I just did it in an instant. I just, I just did it. Told everybody, and then I did it, and and I and I immediately the next day, like I, I brought on my friend Connie uh, <laughs> as an assistant. I'm like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna take action. I don't know. We're just gonna, we're just I have a few choices, and um, and and during that time. I was, I had a few contracts that had just come in for me to do all these private gigs throughout the summer. It was in the month of May. So I had these gigs on the horizon within 30 days, you know, we're in June and I'm at 
um, I have this this theory again to just follow the clues because I don't know what I'm doing, where I'm going, and I don't know how long it is until I run out of money either and have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I love your faith, woman. I mean, that is so awesome. I love this. <laughs> and so, so I just like every clue, just like just do it. He's it was all like he's able to keep me from falling. So that was the thing. Like I might fall. There's a 99% chance I'll fall, but he's able to keep me. So I'm betting on him. <laughs> and um, so I end up in LA because I was asked to do this award show called the BET Her Awards. It's like an offshoot of the BET Awards. Mm -hmm. And it's the same weekend as the BET Awards. So there's all these parties and events happening in LA. And I just follow the clues to one event after the next, you know. And, you know, I sing there. People are like, oh, you know, they want to connect. And, <clears throat> you know, um, there was this uh, woman, she's a, actually a very influential uh, finance person. She she invited me to come with her to um, uh, the Culture Creator Awards, where she won an award. Her name is Phyllis Newhouse. And, um, and so I went with her, and everyone after the award show wanted to meet her. And I was just, I'm your chauffeur, like, I'll carry your coat. I'll just support <laughs> you, because you just had a big day. And, um, and, but she was introducing me to everyone that came her way. And there was a guy <clears throat> whose name uh, is Robert Smith, not the famous Robert Smith, but there was a guy whose name was Robert Smith. And she was just telling him all about me. I didn't hear the conversation. I wasn't quite by her, but he came up to me. He's like, um, Hey, you want to go to Kanye's Sunday service? I'm like, sure. And then he's like, put your number in my phone. Now, uh, this normally would have been a major <laughs> protocol <laughs> to just give a random guy my number at right, a party right. and, you know, with no explanation. Not right. even, not, you know. So I just like, well, I'm going to go. So I'm giving him my number. So <laughs> I did. And he's, he just texts me, okay, this is the address. Oh, he's like, I'll text you the address tomorrow. And he texts me the address because it's in all these secret locations every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I show up there with Connie the next day. And, um, and, uh, we're in this long line and the guy is not there. Um, we give our names, uh, cause we're like, we should be on the list. And they're like, sorry, you're not on the list. So we are standing outside. And I hate <laughs> that when that happens, right? But then Robert came and he made everything all right. He's like, and he's like, I love oh, that. Oh, no, these girls are with me. Um, and we're like, oh, he's he's a man of authority in this place. And so yes. they let us in with him. Come on. And, and we went and found seats. And we're sitting like behind the Kardashians waiting for the uh, um, fun, fun. service to come out. And um, <clears throat> and they do. The, the choir comes out and they are boldly proclaiming the word of God, the, the gospel of Jesus. Just, just, just no no hype just it was all about him and i said oh my gosh what on earth there was not even a message they just sang the blood of jesus they just uh. sang they just sang the power and his name and it was excellent and the horns the trombones came it was like heaven and you know i had known of kanye of course but i i was never into his music like that um <laughs> completely different worlds but right. Suddenly, I was like, oh, my goodness, this man, this is the story of the broken instrument. Because, mm. you know, Kanye's life, you know, he had been canceled so many times. This is right. after the Trump situations. This is after the 
you know, controversial statements and the canceling, and he sure. just keeps having these rebirths. But this time he's coming back and it's all about Jesus. And I said, oh my goodness, I have to be a part of this. I, there's, this is why I said, God, why am I here? I just did this crazy act of faith. Like I followed the clues. I, and now I'm, why on earth am I here? This is divine. And it, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's to work with him. So I just, I just afterwards walk right up to him. It's not that big of a, um, uh, uh venue. Um, right. so I just walk right up to him and introduce, I say, hi, my name is victory. And, uh, I have a song called The Broken Instrument that I really feel is important for you to hear. And he's like, oh, he was listening and he's like, okay, okay. I, he's like, I can't do it. And then he was he was about to say, you know, I can't do this right now. But then Van Jones, um, he's a commentator on CNN. And I've done a lot of work with Van. I was on tour with Van, opened up for his wow. rally. Things Very like cool. That. Yeah. So he came and interrupted and it's like, Kanye, you have to. Uh, listen to Victory Boyd. This is Victory Boyd. She's one of the greatest talents of our generation. Wow. He sings songs of freedom and hope and liberty and victory. And he's like, oh, really? And then and he, and he's like, yeah, she was signed by Jay-Z and like all this stuff. And, and he's like, oh, okay. Well, we got to connect. And then, and then I was like, is there someone on your team that I could connect with and um, <clears throat> send the album to? And he's like, um... And he's like, oh, well, you could just send it to Van and uh, and we can connect through Van. And I was like, because uh, I didn't know. I mean, I knew of Van because we worked together, but we weren't close. Like, I didn't even have Van's number. So I right. was like, <laughs> you know, so I was like, um, well, you know, actually, how about we meet? How about we connect through Robert Smith? Because he's the one who invited me here. I'm here through Robert. Good thinking. Good thinking. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, oh, you're here through Robert? And then I was like, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, oh, well, are you going to be at the ranch? And I was like, when's that? <laughs> yes, I'll be at the ranch, Kanye. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm going to be there. Exactly. I was like, when is that? And he's like, it's like July 6th and 7th. And oh, wow. Then, you know, my heart kind of sank because I started thinking about my man, July 6th. I think I have a gig on that day. And then um, he started talking with other people and it yeah, just yeah. kind of, it dissolved. There were a lot of people around. So me and Connie left and, um, and uh, that was it. That was the whole experience. We didn't really, I mean, I, I, I could, I sent Robert Smith a, a thank you text, um, but that, that was it. And then I was in the car on the way and I'm like, you know what? What gig do we have on July sixth and seventh? Because in the way we need to be at that ranch. <laughs> and they kind of pulled up the contract, and it was a two-day commitment at a ranch. <laughs> no way. Yes, and I said, "Oh my god!" And and the client was the billionaire Robert Smith. Wow. Like we are gonna be at the ranch. That's so awesome, man. The billionaire when I was just talking about the guy who we met and I said, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna sing Broken Instrument for Kanye. Like I had like 
a good two weeks, I started getting my band. I said, this got to be the big, like, we got to invest everything into the excellence of this opportunity. This is divine. This that is, is so <laughs> awesome. Connie was on it. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. You know, I, would, I had my band was based out of Detroit because there is like better musicians and better prices. So I yeah. fly into Detroit and, and we would rehearse and, you know, Amazing. So this this is this was your introduction to Kanye and you getting in here. And obviously you ended up writing and doing lyrist and stuff with him and winning yeah. a Grammy on top of that with that. I mean, mm -hmm. I just love the way God's put you into this place, Victory. You know, uh, you've got an anointing on you. And the other thing I think you have, which I'm going to just share with uh, with with the listeners, because the way we got connected was kind of a Holy Spirit thing, too. You mm -hmm. and I, because. I knew of you and I knew my son-in-law was doing some work with you and mm -hmm. uh, Blake Kanika and, uh, and, and my daughter, Brittany, uh, were doing some work with you, but you didn't put the connection. You were following me on Instagram for a little while, right? And yeah. how did you follow me? How did you hear about me on Instagram? Because I think this is really interesting. And all of a sudden, like you started looking at all of a sudden you see pictures of me and Blake and Brittany and the kids and like, wait a minute, I know those guys. Yeah, what yeah. What happened on that? I think it's really good that our listeners might get a chuckle out of this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've always, you know, um, had a sense of, um, you know, learning and education from entrepreneurs because it's a hard, it's a hard journey. And Amen. I'm believing God to change the economic infrastructure of the music industry, especially for kingdom artists. Yes. And so I'm like, we got to delve into entrepreneurship. So I follow a bunch of people, billionaires and folks. And then this one guy, but a lot of times they're carnal, you know, uh, it's mm -hmm. just get, 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 go, go, go. I don't care. I don't care. Go, go, go. Uh, <laughs> right. just, I just need a moment to <laughs> wipe the blood stains off, <laughs> you know? Um, but anyways, this guy, um, I was out at lunch with, he was like, you should follow Michael McIntyre. He's a Christian kingdom billionaire. And I'm like, yes, that's, I need that kind of influence in my life in this regard. So I started following him immediately and I would just, you know, follow along on the journey. And it was maybe like five, six months later, I started noticing Brittany in your photographs. I'm like, is that twice? I, I just like, so oh crazy, goodness. but I didn't want to make things weird, so I never told them that I. Yeah, knew. and it, what was funny is Blake and Brittany were over one time. We were talking about he was talking about your album, you know, because he's producing it, you know, and and doing all this cool stuff. And he goes, you know, Brittany says, you know, Daddy, Victory follows you. I said, she does not. <laughs> I, I, I said, she does not. So I, she, Brittany says, give me your phone. She goes through my Instagram. There you are, Miss Blue Dot Victory Boyd. And I'm thinking, I had no idea. I had no idea. And then uh, I know when you signed up for Next Level Experience, uh, Brianna came to us and said, hey, Daddy, you know, Victory signed up. I said, who's Victory? And, and I said, who? Because Victory Boyd, you know, the, uh, Blake's, uh, the album. Oh, wow. And I said, I wonder if Brittany and Blake know about that. And they didn't, know, they had no idea that you had signed up for Next Level. And so anyways, I just think it was so cool. It was so beautiful. Yeah. And then, well, and there's another connection too, because I had downloaded Clubhouse maybe back in January. Oh, I, yeah. And um, I guess everybody who I follow on Instagram, I kind of get got notifications about on 
Clubhouse. I didn't even use the app. The first time I ever used the app was maybe two months after it was downloaded. And it was like 530 in the morning. I was going to go for a run. I'm not going to boast and act like I go at run, on runs at 5 in the morning every day. I do not. I do um, <laughs> I do try to run regularly. But this particular day, I was running that early. I'm like, who on earth is like, and I got a notification um, that early. And it was Michael McIntyre and uh, Prophetess Francina Norman. And and I, I, I opened it and I started listening and there was this woman who was just blowing fire. This black, you knew she was a black mom. And, and I said, this must not be Michael McIntyre. And then I closed it out and I still saw the notification that had your face. And I was like, what is Michael McIntyre doing with my aunties? <laughs> I love it. And so I would listen to that. You That got me through a lot of like heavy things that prayer meeting in the mornings and yeah. you would come on for a few minutes yeah like day uh, but i was like man this is a man of humility not because it's just so humble to be with the black church you know because there's a lot of power and beauty and significance there but you don't see a lot of wealthy Christian evangelical white people hanging out with the black church. I'm just saying. I love it. I love it. I love it. We met Francina a long time ago in uh, through NLE, as a matter of fact, with uh, one of her friends who uh, went to uh, worked in uh, uh, at CBN and uh, a really amazing woman. And she's introduced us to Francina. And, you know, we've, we've been hanging out with Francina and Michael Norman and and you know in their ministry and they're just they're fire man they just are and uh yeah so that's so cool i just love the way god works in all this different things and so yeah and every now and then i'll jump on the clubhouse at you know it's five o'clock in the morning when they get on and i get up early i got up this morning at four o'clock so sometimes i jump on there and so that's so funny and look listeners listen you need to follow victory boy go to her uh instagram because sometimes she talks about running this woman runs man and not only does she run but she's also doing her pod, her 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 broadcast on live instagram i'm watching you run on your i think it was your birthday you were running uh and i don't know you were all over in fort worth or trinity park or somewhere and you're yeah. sitting there you know you're you're running like and and carrying on a whole conversation i mean to be in your 20s man gosh that looks good that's so good <laughs> So you do run and I, and how do you do that when you're running and talking on the same, I, you know, man, that's just incredible. Well, we got to build up our lungs as singers. You know, I had to, I had to, I'm still not as good as some of these folks. Like, you know, like the way that Beyonce's lung capacity, like to just do all that dancing and have control. Oh my gosh. I know we it's saw, like, we saw her in Vegas one time when she, when she did her, she opened up with, and uh, there was a, it was a small venue. This, gosh, I don't know, ten years ago. But she opened up with Halo. And then they did all the girl, you know, uh, put a ring on it and all that stuff. And I mean, she does a lot for that hour and a half. You know, it's like, man, you know. Plus, she's got the fan blowing her hair. It looks really cool. But uh, <laughs> it was really awesome. All right, so you've got a, you've got a big life going on, Victory. And so, you know, you. You, you know what I love is that you're so humble. You came in the next level experience, and you and Connie were amazing. And uh, and but what you what you have to offer in the kingdom, and I love that you're staying with your roots. You're staying in the kingdom. You're staying with with the Holy Spirit in this process and bringing this stuff out. What is it that 
what is it that keeps you motivated? What what scripture do you sit on uh, on day in and day out? Because I know, you know, what the one thing too, and I, I wrote down here when you mentioned about changing the way the music industry gets paid. That's one thing, right? Because it's like, I know over at Upper Room when we were doing our label and they, you know, you know, somebody would do a song and somebody, you know, and, you know, they get so much money, but it would take forever to get paid on this stuff. I mean, and so what I was thinking when I, when you just mentioned that I'm, 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 cause I'm doing a lot of blockchain stuff right now and some crypto stuff, but blockchain, I think will fix this. Yes. Is that true? Do you think? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, because it's so inefficient the way it is now. And I don't know if it's inefficient on purpose because people can hold the money for a long time, or if it's just, it's just got to go through so many revelations and so many different hands and so many different artists. I know that, I know Blake always tells me like, you know, on one song, you might have 10 writers, right? And they might've just put two words on that song, but they get a piece of that song for that two words, right? Well, uh, yeah, exactly. That's the Nashville system. There's so many different systems. Yeah. Sometimes, a big portion of a song just for adding a hi-hat. <clears throat> wow. It's crazy. So, you know, yeah. So I think the blockchain is going to make a big difference in there. So what, what is it like if I, if, what is it that gets you through those times of, you know, cause you're an entrepreneur, you're an advocate. I love, I love your African-American uh, uh, commitment and, and going through the triumphs and struggles and that and bringing that out in such a, a beautiful way. What is it that, uh, keeps you steady, keeps you grounded. Because look, sister, you've been in some, you, you you get into some pretty cool rooms, you know, and you've got some pretty big notoriety and you're doing really well, but you, you've got this humility about you, which I love. And you showed up at NLE and, you know, I mean, you didn't have, you didn't have, you know, there wasn't like four or five people, you know, handlers around you. You just showed up and you showed up big. And so how do you stay in that place? What scripture helps you in that place? Well, <clears throat> it's really the Holy Spirit as a whole, you know, because I, it's, it's living the scriptures that helps me. You know, I, I ran my first marathon last year and wow. this was seven days after we were training for a half marathon, me and my team. And, um, <clears throat> in my, a week before the half, uh, we um, did a seven mile run around Central Park. And I was complaining the whole time. Like Connie was dragging <laughs> me. I was just like, oh my gosh. She's like, according to my watch, it said we were done. According to her watch, it said we had 0.5 miles left. I said, Connie, your watch is wrong. We're done. <laughs> I love it. And, and the whole time I was listening to music, I was listening to all these different, you know, entertaining things. <clears throat> but then, Oh, no, this was two weeks. Then the next week we had to do this 10 mile run and I decided I was not going to show up a baby. I decided that I was going to do this and that Jesus has the power to sustain me through 10 miles. And so the whole time I was listening in Hebrews chapter 10, just over and over on this app called Dwell, my favorite, favorite Bible app. Cool. And I was uh, listening over and over to Hebrews chapter 10. And anytime I would feel weak, I would just lock my focus into the scripture. We lock it into the scripture, recite it, recite it over yourself. I made it to the end without complaining, not once, without stopping. It was like made it to the end. And I said, oh my gosh, that's it. It's the word, the word of God is the answer. Like you can't just know it in your brain. You have to permeate your subconscious till your subconscious is active according to the word. And so I was like, 
if the word of God can do 10 miles for me, the word of God can do a marathon. Amen. And, and so the next week after that 10 mile run, we had our half marathon. Um, and I was secretly planning on doing a full. And um, I didn't want to tell anybody because they were all <laughs> <laughs> like our coach, which was one of my teammates at the time, was she's like an ultra marathon runner. And she was just saying, you could never go jump to such extremes because you could die and all these kind of warnings of like, <laughs> she was a little, a little extreme. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and just trying to tell us what we can and can't do according to science. And I was thinking, I'm not running according to science because science can't get me to seven miles, let alone, you know, 13.3 or whatever, six, whatever it is. And so I, I said, I'm going to, um, I created a playlist on my phone of, of sermons, songs, and scriptures that would specifically help speak life into me. I love it. And I had an exact plan of 30 minutes on this, 30 minutes on this, 30 minutes on this, and two hours on this sermon on YouTube and like had my charger on my, <laughs> my backpack. So if my wow. devices fail, because I literally my lifeline is the word. And, <clears throat> and so, um, I do it. I finish, I finished the whole marathon. I called it my destiny run. And my favorite scripture on that time of that run was Zechariah chapter four that uh, um, specifically, well, it's, it's a few verses in there where it says, um, <clears throat> who are you? O great mountain before as a rubber bell, you shall become a plane. And, um, it, and I would insert my name in there and say, before I love it. I'll become a plane. And it would say shouts of grace, grace to the mountain. It, it would just say all these things. And I would believe it and declare, oh, I got another heel coming around Central Park. Like, oh, it's going to melt in Jesus. <laughs> and it's not that it melted. It's just that he gave me the power to run it. And I and I did. I, I didn't meditate on how many miles I had left. And I didn't meditate on how many miles I ran. Because as soon as you start feeling proud of how much you did, it jeopardizes how much you can go. And, and I learned that you just have to stay fixed on Jesus. It, it, it's not even like blatant pride. It can just be little thoughts of the heart. Preach it, sister. Yeah, just, just little like, wow, look at what I did. And it's like, then you can't, like, now you can't lift your head at all. Because it's like, <laughs> we, 25 miles, I ain't got but one mile. It's like, no, I mean, yeah, we believed for it, and God gave me the grace for each individual step. I love that. And, I love that. That's just that you know. That's bringing the spirit into the practical. That's bringing heaven to earth, bringing it into the natural, and that's yes. that's victory. That's awesome. All right. So I love that, man. I'm going to start using some of that because I run too, but not as far as you. Uh, but I'm going to start. I power. Just let not them remember. <laughs> I love that. All right. What, what do you listen to books? Do you read books? What, what kind of, what are you, what's going on right now in your, your bookshelf? If anything. I always, um, I listen to, um, just different speakers and yeah. I, I'll, I'll get into books. I'll listen to audio books. Um, <clears throat> usually it's for the purpose of a, I need something fresh. Like, 
if, if I don't have, I, I can, I can slip into depression and this is kind of like, you know, just the honest truth. I can slip there sometimes and, and stuff I know usually is not good enough. So I, I need something fresh. And even if it's the same scripture that I already know, mm-hmm. uh, but it got, the Holy Spirit uses it fresh. It's good. You know, so it, good. It's like all of a sudden, like it, I just switch. Yep. And everybody's like, I thought you were a crybaby complaining. <laughs> and now you're like, oh, I'm not. <laughs> like, you know, you know, so, so it's like, um, I, I could read more for, for leisure, but it's like, it usually it's like stuff like this, like, like this book I've been carrying. Oh around. yeah. Harriet Truman, Tubman, Harriet Tubman. Yeah. yeah. Harriet Tubman. Did you like, like the movie? Um, I am a loyalist to the original. <laughs> so that's a no. <laughs> well, well, you have to understand what um, uh, Cicely Tyson, what she did in the original. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just, I, you know, iconic. I hear you, sister. All right. So I love that. I love what you got going on. And, you know, to be so young and to be so wise and have such an amazing family and and all the things that you guys from Detroit to New York and what you got going on and uh, this Glory Hour album coming out. I, I just I'm so excited about this. What so when this album drops, uh, are you going to tour on this thing? What, what does it look like for you for the next 12 months? So honestly speaking, what I would like this album to do is to be a catalyst of uniting, uh, attracting support and attention from the church for artists that exist in the secular space hmm. uh, but carry the spirit of God. I'm not the only one that walks this road. And there's not a lot of support be- for us because we do not align with the spirit of the world. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, there people will put a lot of investment behind something that they can get, you know, they can seduce people with. Yeah. You, you can't bet on us like that. You got to bet on his power. That's and good. so that's what this album is. But I've, I've mostly been creating music in parables and, you know, just all of these different kinds of unique ways of, of sharing what the Lord has done in my life. And this is like, this is a long journey. And at this point, throughout the pandemic, I've, I've started a, a startup called the, the Heart of Expression. And I've mentored so many artists mm. uh, from all different countries. And I've, I've been able to, it, it kind of broke my heart because so many of these artists are extremely talented and anointed, but where do they go? They're looking for me. They're looking to me for the answer. Yeah. And I do my best. Like I would put on shows at the secret place and present artists and we sure. were live streamed through the pandemic and all these things invest everything I have just to, for the dream, you know, but I can't do it alone. Yeah. And we need people that are aligned with us in spirit. Um, that will look at this, look at us as a a, a mission field, just like you send missionaries into, um, into Africa or South America or wherever you send missionaries, we need to be commissioned from bodies of people that would support and not because of their preference. Like we don't, we shouldn't have to sing rock sounding music in order for, to get the support. That's uh, right. Church. Like we should be able to be eclectic 
I love everything it. that the, the Lord made us to be and be spiritually aligned with the church for the church to see the spiritual significance of supporting us, regardless of if they like our style of expression or not. And, and I want... Yeah. Go ahead. Now I'm just I I want to know the name of this because I want to. Uh, so let me ask you this: Is it is this company that you started the startup? Is it a, a not for profit, for profit? How how do you have it set up? So so it's always been for profit, and then I I started getting people to uh, like that were advising me that you know this is charity work. You should yeah we love that you're giving back. It should be a nonprofit. You know it should be a foundation. You you just love giving. A, kids all over the world and adults and old people and everybody who can <laughs> who dares to believe in themselves is our motto but <clears throat> i said i kept thinking no art supporting artists is not a charity case Good. it should why should why should the arts and and de- and the development of artists to be excellent be looked at a charity case when you look look at Olympians, look at the kind of support around the development of that. Yeah. athletes and they have camps, they invest billions of dollars because right. they know that these young people are on their way. And I just, I was like, we have to prove, the, the thing about the music industry is that it's not guaranteed that once you do become the best in the world, that it will matter economically. That's a good point. All right. So, so how do, uh, what's the name of this, what's the name of this company you've got started? It's called The Heart of Expression. The heart, and, and do you have a website? Yes, theheartofexpression.com. We are um, doing songwriting workshops. I love it. And do you take do you take donations? Uh, we should start right now. Come on, sister woman, let's get this thing going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Mostly, mostly we've we've just been operating um, through sales, which has kind of been hard because operating costs and all sorts of things. Well, listen, uh, we've got some really cool listeners. Go check out theheartofexpression.com and check it out. Go check out Victory Boyd uh, Instagram. Where do you want people to find you? Do you have a special website? Yeah, so if you go to Victory Boyd on Instagram or on Facebook, I have a, a link in my bio okay. that is Victory and it has all the different projects that I'm working on. Awesome. Um, so you can find the heart of expression, glory hour, all the different. Things. I love it. And then, uh, so is is Rock Nation Jay Z releasing uh, Glory Hour? Yes. On, Come on. Uh, the tentative date is November eleventh. Come on. I'm so 11th. excited. I'm so excited. And I haven't heard anything. I mean, I don't know what you got on Blake, but he doesn't give up anything. <laughs> I mean, I think you guys have some blood covenants going here, you know. Uh, well, what, I'll what, send you. I'll send you a link. All right. All right. Just send it to me. So then I, then I can brag out to Blake that I got something here that, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm, we're so excited. And uh, listen, Victory, I know you're busy. I know you're a big deal. And I just thank you for humbling yourself. And because you know what? You are next level. You're the epitome. And I was just so honored. Stacy and I were so glad that you and Connie came through next level experience. We thank you for that. Um, it was quite the ride. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Such a blessing. It was good. And so please say hi to your family and uh, uh, say hi to your dad. Uh, we got the pleasure of hanging out with him a little bit. Uh, uh, I guess it was, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, but time flies, you know. Uh, so any final thoughts you want to leave all these uh, millions of listeners that are listening to you right now? I just want to encourage everyone, you know, to trust God. Yeah. You know, it's that simple. You know, I, I was just thinking of Abraham, I was reading 
uh, <clears throat> Romans chapter 4 the other day, and, and it was talking about how Abraham believed God, and uh, it wasn't just the belief that made him righteous, it was the trust. He trusted him so much that he stepped out and did the thing. And, yeah. uh, and it was that trust, you know, actually, you could look at a chair and say, yeah, that's a sturdy chair, or you could sit in it. Sitting yeah, in the chair come on. trust. That'll, you know, that'll so, preach. That's it. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did. I mean, he did. He went against his father. He left his home. He broke his idols and he he stepped out at 75 years old when the Jewish custom back then was just you stay with your family the whole time, you know, and take wow. over the business. But it was a big deal. And he's, you know, and then, you know, trusting in, you know, God and, and uh, for everything to get uh, for Sarah, for Sarah and the whole night. Yeah, no, it's good. I like that. Just trusting in God, you know, and sometimes it's hard. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not just believing that moves his hand. It's trusting, believing to the to the extent of trust. So good. So good. Well, sister, thank you. Victory Boyd, you are amazing. You are so next level. Your voice is so beautiful. We wish you the best of luck. We'll be praying for this album and uh, we want it to go platinum. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let it rain on you, sister. You, You deserve it. Yes. Let it rain. Let it rain. So uh, thank you so much, Victory. It's been a pleasure. It's true pleasure for Next Level Experience and for uh, for ne- uh, McIntyre uh, Next Level Podcast. So thank you for being a part. Thank you for being a part of our family. And uh, we're, we're going to ride this journey with you and, and wish you all the best, sister. Thank you so much, Michael. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.